Art, what is the title of this film we are about to record? I haven't said it right once. Why do you think I'm going to say it right this time? <laughs> I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond. Thank you, Mr. Bond. Name's Bond. James Bond. So, Scott, what is the title of the movie we are recording? Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, I always do mess that up. A little bit. A little bit. It was originally titled Tomorrow Never Ends. Is it really? Was that Yeah, really? and there was a typo, and the producers really liked the title, Tomorrow Never Dies. And so they're like, we'll keep that. That's really good. But it was supposed to be Tomorrow Never Ends. Interesting. Yeah. I think this film is, for me, what Octopussy was for you. Yeah, I, that's actually a perfect, perfect uh, analogy. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things I did not care about this film. I like it. I'm a supporter of the film. I don't know if I'm going to be able to put a mounting defense of it mm-hmm. once we get to it. So, like, privately, I've told you, like, I like Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it. I'll rewatch it. I have no problem. I enjoyed rewatching it to refresh before we did the podcast Mm. when it comes down to the nitty gritty and we're ranking it it's going to be one of those where you might have some things to say and I'm just going to be like yeah yeah no 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 mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) good points Uh right right still liked it and then the listener's going to be like wait I thought he said he liked this film (laughs) why is he not uh, defending it it happens it's a thing yeah I want to take a moment of silence for uh, a gentleman who's been dead for a number of years <laughs> but it's not funny it's not this funny is, it's not funny <laughs> but no that, it's just you know, funny yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know but it's uh it's it's something same to point out that thing with Bernard Lee this is the first film yeah. without uh Mr. Cut. Broccoli yep and it was a nice tribute to them at the end in memory they yeah had in memory for yeah. but yeah it's they should have done an in memory with the helicopter scene yeah you would have enjoyed that <laughs> or so we think maybe but uh yeah as we talked briefly I mean, James Bond and the entire film industry of him, 24 films now, mm-hmm. already started to speculate about Bond 25, mm-hmm. you know, may never have been. We would just had the novel. So maybe someone would have picked it up, but he ran with People it were trying. Time. Yeah, but he made it successful. Yeah, yeah that's true. Very People successful. were trying. Yeah. But he made it work. Yeah. All right. Are you drinking anything? Yeah, I'm having a Miller Lite to celebrate the uh, Tomorrow Never Ends. That's kind of embarrassing. Which isn't the name of the friggin' film. Now you got me saying the wrong thing. Yes! What are you drinking? I'm also having a Miller Lite. In an aluminum can. Because it's what you had available to you. <laughs> Ready to bond? Uh, yeah, let's do it.
Tomorrow Never Dies, an original story, the 18th Bond film, released in 1997 and the second to star Pierce Brosnan as Ian Fleming's James Bond 007. 0013. As always, we go into our 0030 segment mm-hmm. where we mm-hmm. give our 30 second mm-hmm. summary of the film. Or attempt to. Yep. I'm in a losing streak. I think you need to uh, lead off this week. Yep. To break that. Let's see if I can break it. All right. Let's see what happens. <clears throat> Want to take any bets? If you're a betting man. Uh, based on what I know about this film, can you really overshoot it? I'm going to put you at the 27 second mark. 27 seconds? Yep. I'm thinking you're going to drastically shift and cut back. Okay. All right? All right. In three, two, one. At a terrorist arms bazaar, a terrorist named Gupta steals a U.S. GPS decoder. Why? So that batshit crazy media mogul and Rupert Murdoch stand and Elliot Carver can provide conflict between China and the UK as a marketing ploy to launch his new worldwide television network. It's literally the entire plot. There's an old flame, one of the strongest Bond girls allies in the whole series, and lots of 90s action pieces along the way. Of course, Bond wins out, and of course, at the end of the film, he ends up in the water with the girl. 26 seconds. Booyah! Back for the W. The only question is if you would gradually slim it down or aggressively slim it down after your previous 0030s. It's a simple film to wrap and, up. And I did. I think in the last ones, I, I, I've been adding some stuff because mm-hmm. there's a, you know, our loose ends have been kind of drastically shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, but although, we'll see. All right. We'll okay. See. Uh, how much we have in common. Uh-huh. As, Ready? Uh, whenever there's a bell, I'm going to start <clears throat> timing. Although, uh, uh, for listeners of our podcast, I'm going to request that uh, you place the bell in a more mutually sure. even spot. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? <clears throat> yep. Three, two... Rupert Murdoch, I mean Elliot Carver, is out destroying British ships in an attempt to get the Chinese and the British to start World War III so he can have the frontline reported news. This is the first glimpse of the 24-7 news cycle, and it is the forefront of the film. Lots of gadgets, a sweet car, and a badass Chinese female special agent are in this one. Bond and Wei Lin become a thorn in Carver's side and notify their respective countries of the unknown threat. Bond and Lin defeat Carver. Shocker. Very 90s action film. It wasn't a waste of time, but I won't go out of my way to watch it again. 26. Very good. Two wins. Champions for the day. I'm a little harsh there. I, I mean, I wouldn't... I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again. I guess that's a true statement. I mean, it's how many I Bond films watch. would you go out of your way to watch again, though? Probably any of the ones in the top eight. Okay. So it's not in the top eight. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... So that's a fair statement. It's, it's also... I, I do agree with you. It's kind of harsh. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you made that statement for, you know, on the top of the head math, like 16 other films, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which would be how many are not going to be in your top eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, any loose ends? I think there's not really a lot of loose ends to cover. We both, the old flame was brought up, mm-hmm. um, the Bond girl, the fact that Elliot Carver is kind of a commentary on Rupert Murdoch, uh, which I'm sure the British have a lot more to say about him than we do. Considering, um, you know, as much as we have feelings toward him about Fox News here, he's involved with owning tabloids over there. They had that whole scandal a few years back 
where the tabloids were hacking into the the cell phone conversations or some nonsense mm. and to like celebrities and other people to get breaking stories and just craziness. People are spying so much on other people. I, uh, I start to lose track. Yeah, yeah, it gets a little difficult. Yeah. God forbid us, us Americans listen to uh, foreign news, though. We would, you know, a, we would, what are we? We wouldn't do that. No. What's that about? Any other loose ends? I really don't think so. No, I think it's. Uh, I didn't have any loose ends. There's a lot of. I guess we'll, we'll talk about no, no, because we're going to talk about any other feelings I have. I think mm-hmm. we. So let's move on. Bond for the non-bond. Go ahead and say your negative comment now. Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> You're ripping off those. That's my comment. I know. Um. Let's see. So, my, why? What would I sell? Uh, how would I sell this film? And I would tell someone, see this film, so you can understand why the media uh, should. Let's. I'm gonna Long dramatic it. pause. Yeah, yeah. Why should the media not be controlled by less and less companies and people? Mm-hmm. So when you put the media with one person with that much power, I think it's a. It's a it's a commentary, a, yeah, a yeah. just commentary on you know here in America we have literally like seven companies yep. that own a hundred percent of our news and television and media. Yep. It's scary to think about when you have that much outlet controlled by few, so few people. The story yeah. starts getting it's a good and that's part of the reason maybe it's the political nerd in me and the history nerd in me. Yep. It's it's yes it's a movie but oftentimes the art reflect life mm-hmm. and it's. Hey, it's an eye-opening fact that we should have more people can, you know, as a voice having a bigger impact. We can see it in our elections here mm-hmm. in America. No, it's very good. Very good. I'm going to cut back. This is not a for your eyes only podcast. Yeah. We can definitely get lost in the weeds on this one. Yeah, we have, I think we have, um, absolutely. But we're kind of the opposite. Golden Eye was kind of long last week. Mm-hmm. So let's uh let's move on to our distinguished debauchery. The distinguished debauchery of 007. I wouldn't go as far as calling you a cold-hearted bastard, but it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine. Then you'll also know that in poker you never play your hand. You play the man across from you. By the cut of your suit you went to Oxford or wherever. Naturally think human beings dressed like that. But you were it with such disdain. Since MI6 looks for maladjusted young men, I give little thought to sacrificing others in order to protect queen and country. Beautiful. Even now and then a trigger has to be pulled. Or not pulled. It's hard to know which in your pajamas. Q. 007. You think of women as disposable pleasures rather than meaningful pursuits. Martinis, rank on the scale of zero to five olives. Uh, I had two olives for the martinis. We're a little um, off. You, what's that? So we're a little off. Well, are we really? Yeah. I only had uh, vodka martinis, shaken, not stirred, uh-huh. and he was drinking shots of Smirnoff. He had uh, he had champagne, and um, I guess he never does drink that vodka martini that uh, Miss Carver orders for him. Yeah, but yeah, when they when they're comparing when they're ordering each other's drinks when paris orders him the the vodka martini and, right and, and then he orders her the tequila, the tequila and she's like oh no 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 mr tequila carver straight champagne. up yeah yeah she's, i wonder what she's kind of champagne he has mr carver bollinger or dom Perignon? 
Probably a dumb Perrion. So what, where are you at? I had four. Um, Do you have more? Kind of hit the classics. I, I put down the vodka martini, but I'm second questioning if he actually has the vodka martini, if it's just ordered for him. Mm-hmm. Because he hit, you know, again, there's the Smirnoff, there's the champagne. Um, well, I have two champagnes in my list. Maybe I was just off. When I was taking notes on this one, were you drinking? However, when you were in the drinking? I don't know. I wasn't drinking when I was watching. <laughs> However, he is hammering away at a bottle of yes. Smirnoff. Yeah. When Paris um, comes, when Paris comes, yep. and I was like, James, get a little drunk. Those were some interesting shot glasses too. It was like, did you see? They were. It was like a shooter size shot glass, mm-hmm. but it was like a shot at a, a very tall base on it. He wasn't playing around. He was not though. He was That's why you know it's he was drinking. For an alcoholic reason to drink. It wasn't yeah. like casual James Braun. It was like, I'm feeling some emotions and I don't want to feel those. Yeah. I'm going to drink this shit away. Should have been drinking Belvedere. But... He should have been. But Smirnoff was paying more money at that <laughs> point. Did. Yep. Next. Casino Royale. Rank from lowest poker hand to highest. This is uh, a quick one. Uh, fold? Yeah, fold. Next. Disappointing. Turnbull and Asser rank from zero to five cuff links. I uh, I have him at three. Really? Yeah, I have him at five. He's looking better in the tux. He did look better in the tux. Yeah, in this movie, I will give you that. I'm a fan of Pierce Brosnan dressing. It was a very tight, uh, compact black bow tie yeah. that he was wearing. Um, you know, just in hindsight, this happens to me occasionally. Looking at my notes and. I did watch this. I finished this film today before recording. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I gave him a three. It seems a little low. Maybe that linen shirt he was wearing with uh, with Waylon. Yeah, on near the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Maybe who knows? Yeah, it's just nothing really stood out to me other than the tux. Yeah. So I think that's probably yeah. what got him the three. Okay. And you were at four. I was at five. Five. Yeah. Any, any additional comments that you'd like other than the tux? Not really. Okay. Aston Martin, rank from 1 to 500 horsepower. Alright, here we are at a contentious category. Yeah. We have some contention last film. We're going to have the same contention this film because we have the BMW 750iL, which, which I'm not including the Aston Martin when I give this film 450 horsepower. The Aston Martin makes an appearance yep. that makes me happy. It didn't do anything. It didn't meet any of the criteria. Not on a mission. Uh, didn't show any of the Q gadgets. He's not having any relations in in the car, and it's not in a chase scene. Mm-hmm. So I acknowledge it's just in the film. It looks nice. Makes me happy. It's going to make me grade the next car a lot better, though. However, I treated the BMW uh, 750 the same way I treated the... Uh, turbo, in the sense that much like I really like that car as a submarine, mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. A fucking car you can control by remote control. Yes. I was like, yes, I'm down for that shit. Yeah. Please sign me up for that. <laughs> Trivia, uh-huh. they had a stunt driver in the trunk. That's how they did it. Really? Yeah. 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 I like the weapons on it. It was great. It was, yeah. you know, the, the whole idea of the remote control car. Not the best Beamer in the series. <sighs> So the you Z8, like the Z8 and the oh, next it's one. coming up? Yeah. Woo! It's yeah. a beauty. I do. I don't know. I liked it, though. It was a nice... It was a car I could see him driving around in. I mean, mm-hmm. it was... Mm-hmm. 
versus the is I always say the M three or so the Z three M three Z three from Goldeneye. Yeah, I don't know. There's it's like a Miata. It might as well be a Miata. The Z three is kind of small. Yeah. Have you seen the Z three before? Yeah, kind of small. Yeah, and I, I'm not a fan. Z8s of The Z8s are beautiful. I'm not a fan of the the baby blue paint job on it, even though it should be. You know, like it's not really totally baby blue, but it's kind of wink wink nod nod. Yeah, no, not bit. really, but. I'm gonna force that wink, wink, nod, nod back to the Sean Connery baby blue, all this stuff he used to wear. But sure, I, I see what I knew what you were doing. So it's a very much force. A little bit. I like the 750. I gave it 400 horsepower. Okay, all right, we're kind of close. Yep. And Moving the, on. As the DB5 does make an appearance, and it was mm-hmm. nice to see mm-hmm. as always. Q branch rank from zero to five Qs. Grow up, 007. Uh, I have three Qs. Really? Yeah. I mean, explain that to me. I just, uh, he had far less gadgets than he did in GoldenEye. Yeah, so in GoldenEye, I argued for a five and you kind of conceded. I did concede. And so uh, far less gadgets only gets him a three? I mean... I gave it one Q. Oh, really? Yeah. He has the mobile telephone which controls the car. Mm -hmm. He has an Omega watch. And he gets a new gun. He gets a a Walter 99, P99. What else? What other gadgets am I missing? Uh, he had the the cell phone. Also had the twenty k. Was a taser. Yeah, yeah. Tasers not. We have tasers uh, all the time in America. The Look at our phone, cops. The cell phone. It was really he had a cell phone. Yeah. And a watch. Uh huh. It's pretty tame in the Bond. I'm gonna make an active correction here, but I'm not going down to one. I'm going down to two. I'm. That seems fair. Okay. All right. License to Kill. Rank from zero to seven rounds. Unlike the last film, I'm not getting a little crazy here. We're not reloading the clip. Just seven rounds. Adam had 28 kills. I didn't look. I didn't look it up. I felt pretty confident in my count. Two for sure in the opening scene. I have five and a half rounds. Let's count I'm this not live. as many as you, uh, but some of them have seven plus. Yeah. Things along those lines. Uh-huh. I'm gonna stick with five and a half rounds just because I would have to give further for the no, details. But there was a lot. It's it. There's yeah. a lot of '90s action death. It's not golden eye death. Quick. Yeah. Bodies flying. Uh-huh. No gruesome death. Uh huh. Any other comments? Mm, nope. Finally, the quote: "Bond girls." End quote. Rank from zero to five suffragettes. I have uh, in the category of Bond girls uh-huh. one suffragette. Okay. For Paris Carver. Really? Yep. I mean, what was wrong with Paris Carver? I have zero. Just let's put that out there. One. Waylon. Just an equal to James Bond. Mm-hmm. I think some of the emotions you have toward a pussy galore. And what's her face from <laughs> License to Kill? Pam Bovier. Pam Bovier. Thank yep. you very much. Um, I kind of have toward Wei Lin. Mm-hmm. She is an equal, and at no point does her character, like, she doesn't do a, uh, Tiffany case where she starts out really strong and then she ends up like a bumbling bimbo who I just forgive because she's a redhead and wonderful. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Wei Lin just stays a strong character throughout, even at the end. As harsh as I am on the Bond ending up in the water with the girl, I was like, you know what? They just went through some real shit together. <laughs> that was an emotional experience. <laughs> I'm allowing this to happen. 
I don't know. I just, I just see you doing that. They're just gonna. They get a pass. They, they do. They got a pass on this one. I love her. She's one of my favorite Bond girls. Yeah, she's such a great she's action strong. star too. My Crouchy sister. Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, she's badass. Yeah, she would fucking beat all of us. I how believed it. How would you feel about Carver making fun of her with her with a karate? Carver's an asshole. Dick. I know. My simple note says tough chick. Absolutely. And Paris. Here's my thing with Paris. They they have a history. They're old flames. Yep. You know, I think her relationship with Carver, whatever breakup she had with James, it seemed like it was a harsh breakup. Mm-hmm. I did write down, unlike um, uh, Tracy and unlike Madeline, he clearly was not willing to leave MI6 for her, mm-hmm. which something, it probably hurt her. You know, he probably lied to her. Knowing James, he probably banged a chick or two in the mission. You mm-hmm. know, she wasn't thrilled about this. She ran into the next guy that she ran into. Carver has a lot of money and influence and pool. I think she was probably wooed by James. And here's another guy like, you know, she referred to me, Mr. Carver's champagne. Mm-hmm. I think. She, and then she just realized like this guy's a raging dick. She felt kind of trapped. What is she going to do? She was heartbroken by James. At least this guy like gives her attention. Mm-hmm. And then James comes back and she's like, yay, something is wrong. And he has that line like, oh, you've picked your bed. And he's like, but I'm standing at your door. I was like, I believe this. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Plus, it's Terry Hatcher. Beautiful. Yeah, I don't know why I don't. I don't know why I gave her the. I just. I mean, she did die. Helping it's not him like out. Uh, what's what's that one chick in um in Moonraker where she works for Drax and then like Roger Moore winks at her once and she's like, I'll fuck you, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll betray my boss, even though I know he's gonna kill me because he has a track record. Of course, I'll do this. Or the second, or the, the psychologist, just one movie ago, mm-hmm. where it's like, I work for MI6, I'm sent here as a professional to yeah. evaluate. You're not the first spy I've ever evaluated, yeah. but, uh, of course I'll get in your Aston Martin. Yeah. Of course I'll blow you in this car, like, oh, champagne, whoo. <laughs> she wasn't one of those characters. We really do need to get a, a, I just picture a board up here with every, villain and bond woman and you know for every single movie so we can mm-hmm. quickly point back to it i gotta so say I, maybe we should we should probably start referring to these women mm-hmm. as bond women let's I know. not continue bond girls yeah bond category. girls they're not i know i always felt a little squeak you know i mean yeah let's be adults let's be let's change the but, game but yeah and starting here bonding in, over bond they're defense, bond women that's right in our defense yeah Historically, they have been referred to as Bond girls. But we we're going to be leaders in the uh, in the Bond conversation industry, Bond commentary, <laughs> niche market. Yeah, from here on out, they they are now forever known as Bond women of Bond. Nope, that's, <laughs> that's no nope. We're going to work on that. <laughs> Check back next week. We'll off because Bond girls also is kind of it's a step in the right direction, but it's still. You know, they're not, they're not like, like Bond doesn't own them. Mm. We'll figure it out. We'll work we'll on it. it. It's a step up from, uh, yeah, ring the bell. I know we're going over. I, <laughs> no, know. Yeah, I think you're, I know. Making, yeah. you're making valid points. We're tried here. Time to move. All right, next. All right. Welcome to Bonding Over Bond, running rankings. <laughs> Opening sequence. Uh, I have it in the top third. This is a pretty good, uh, good tension. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts off with uh, the bazaar, and it's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And there's some tension with them in the room. My only comment is, my only comment is this: 
and I, nit- I was very nitpicky. The original podcast. Are you telling me James Bond can just hop in a jet? He's been trained, man. Fly in a jet. It's a British jet. Understands how it works. But this motherfucking spy can't hotwire a car and live and let die when he needs to. But somebody trained him to fly jets and helicopters, but he doesn't know how to hotwire a car. Are you telling me this is true? I'm supposed to believe this? It's a valid point. Thank you. It is. I'm not letting this go. We'll have to... He should have hotwired that car. We'll have to do a little more uh, analyzing on this in future we will. podcasts. But we will. I have it at the bottom of the top third to the top of the middle third. Okay. And I really, honestly, as someone who enjoys aviation, every aspect of it, mm. cringe at so many things aviation-wise in it. It's so hysterically inaccurate in many mm. ways. But it is so awesome to just watch. Do you um, think a film like this can't afford to get... An aviation advisor? Like someone to just look I at the film and be like, planes can't do that. Yeah, I mean, there was many times, like, the, uh, I'm, I'm, yes, the answer is yes, they can afford to do it. Do they need to do it? Does it really matter that much? Was anything so grossly ridiculous? You tell me. I don't know. I don't I mean, it. it was pretty ridiculous. I mean, he just literally bumps the throttle forward and can automatically start turning the, turning the airplane around and... Engine jet engines take a while to start. They take at least a minute to start generally. Mm-hmm. So there's delays there. All the gunfire, everything. You know, how many times has if we've seen Inspector? He brought down a helicopter with a pistol. Right. He's brought down other helicopters in Goldeneye uh, with with machine guns and everything. Mm-hmm. He's got freaking soldiers all around him shooting at him. Right. At the airplane, you know, ingesting bullets and whatnot is not good for. Jet engines. With a, what is it, a nuclear warhead? Yeah, two, nu- two nuclear, <laughs> one on each wing, you know. I mean, so we're splitting hairs here. So those are all the things I forgive, like the backseat yeah. ejection, all that stuff, the taxing down the hill and coming back up, you know, for the takeoff scene. But it was just, it was still a great, every time I watched it, I've seen it probably good action 10 sequence, times, but, you know, it's still, yeah. still good. So And that smug look M gives, like... You fucking the boys. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you idiots. No, I, I love that whole exchange. Yeah, uh, with the Black Knight, the Admiral uh, Roebuck. Mm-hmm. That was good. All right. Main movie song. I could have swore mm-hmm. that song mm-hmm. was sung by Gwen Stefani. This is ironic because you're you're a No Doubt fan. I am. This would have been but the I'm time not a of Gwen Stefani fan. The time of. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation for a whole other podcast. Um, but what I was saying, this would have been released close to us being in high school. Yeah, yeah 97. So this you're is... A hu- you were definitely a huge No Doubt fan. They were big they were at big, this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Cheryl Crow, buddy. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I did like Cheryl Crow, too. The song starts off great. Yep. And then takes a shitter really quickly. Yeah, Peter's out. I sure. uh, I have this in my bottom third, hands down, no questions. I have it in the middle third. Okay, probably gonna be the the lower middle third. Okay. Cars. So for the car, I'm in the middle third, pretty easily. Upper middle third. I'm in the middle third as well. Okay. What what is the car in this again? The seven fifty, the BMW seven fifty. Oh, yeah. IL. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at my old notes here. I I didn't update this category. Yeah. I saw the the BMW in there. The right. BMW uh, Z3. Yeah. All right. The villain. Uh, I have Elliot Carver in the middle third. 
He's going to be the lower end of the middle third, but he's in the middle third for me. I have him in the the bottom third. Mm-hmm. I wrote down he's kind of a Stromberg, uh, even though even though his his drive is a little more realistic and plausible. Unlike Stromberg, who was just like, I want to start Bad another world war and yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. This guy's like, I want to start. I want to start news stories. I'm willing to cross lines to get those news stories. Is that even dumber? I'm not saying it's dumb. Like they're both they're both off the rockers. Yeah, but. Power corrupts, and power corrupts absolutely, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, is it shocking that a journalist would push the edges to get a story? No, I'm not shocked by this, you know, it seems more, he had internal goals to gain more power in the thing that he did very well. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the universal reason to drive evil. I'm going to have to write a post of comparing... Stromberg, Carver, and Drax someday when mm-hmm. I just analyze them because they are very, three very similar people that I rank three totally different Very ways. differently. So yeah. To analyze that more. A little bit. That'll be, right. that'd be worth looking into. Middle third. Boom. The actor's portrayal is Bond. James Bond. I, there's not really much more to add. No. I think we talked about in great detail where we all stand <clears throat> with our Bonds. Again, to me... Pierce is what Ian Fleming was trying to describe. He grows stronger as a James Bond. That's all I have to say. He's I'm starting to sh- like him a little less. Yeah. Less? Yeah. The more you see him? Yes. This film... This I don't know what it is about this film. I just don't like it as much in so many different ways. Yeah, I don't know what to say. He hasn't changed that much from GoldenEye. It's only been a couple of years, right? And he's still pretty. He's still a pretty boy. Yeah. All right. Rank the overall movie. For as much crap as I give this movie, I still have it in the lower middle third. I have it in the middle third by one spot. Oh, uh, from so it's, the what's bot- that? That, that makes it the 17th film? Really? Yeah. So we might actually be in the same place. Hmm. Which is funny, because I think Octopussy were not that far apart either. No. We just come to them differently. Yes. So this might be very similar to that. Again, Michael G. Wilson makes an appearance in this movie. Yeah, you were saying that last podcast. Yes, he is. Uh, I did not keep an eye out. I, I, One week I, later, I, didn't I, keep an eye out. <laughs> he is uh, in the center screen with Carver. When? At the party? When Carver's meeting with all of his moguls at the Carver Media Group. And uh, 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 he's actually the one that he says, he blackmails the president. And says if he doesn't lower the cable uh, rates. I, um, and then he says, consider him slimed. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. And we, I remember we will see him many more times in the future. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any other topics of the movie that you found interesting you want to bring up and talk about? A bigger budget doesn't make a bigger film. That is for sure. I, I brought this up last time. The thing that I would like go back in time and I would tell the producers this. It doesn't they, – they spent – they doubled – they essentially doubled their GoldenEye budget. They spent 58 on that one roughly, 110 on this one. They brought in a smaller return. Yeah. I'm not an investor. That doesn't seem that like doesn't... good economics. <laughs> Just a look on your face. Just... I wish, I wish, yeah, the, the, the frown. Yeah. I wish you had the, uh, you know, that, those numbers don't work for us. You know, I wish you would have came out with that instead. It doesn't, doesn't quite. Doesn't that, something doesn't add up. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's happened a few times in this franchise. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. I also, unrelated, maybe we should have talked about this in Bond Actor. I don't know if it goes here. 
the scene in the parking garage, mm-hmm. the moment at tour like the very end where things have gone very well for the character, James' character, and he just is thrilled about it. I don't necessarily think that was Pierce Brosnan trying to act as James Bond being thrilled. I genuinely think that was him, like, thrilled in the moment how everything was going on. He just, that was, like, in a real, like, human, like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. One of my favorite moments is when the, the car in the, at the end of that scene launches off the parking garage and uh-huh. lands in the Avis. Yeah. And just a little, the little hand motion he has, like, when he's like, oh, it's going to hit perfectly. Yep. His classic. Those are the things I really like about Pierce. It's the blend. The blend. I, he really is a blend of Brosnan or of uh, of Roger Moore and Sean Connery's humor in some ways. Mm-hmm. For me, I can see that. But uh, it was a fine movie. It was. It, we talked about this off the podcast. This film is like a hodgepodge of just middle of the road, predominantly Roger Moore films. Mm-hmm. The the whole ship out in the middle of the ocean is very spy who loved me mm-hmm. um the the villain strong you know that you have some stromberg you have some jacks uh you have some just sheer craziness uh of it some of the set pieces are very reminiscent of just like it seems like a throwback yeah roger maury you know kind of film I, in that regards that. you know there's some some definitely callbacks and throwbacks to to those kind of plots the uh, underwater diving scene, what is that, uh, For Your Eyes Only? Yep. Uh, you know, very just these scenes, you're watching this movie and you're like, I've seen this before. Yeah. And, and That's very much For Your Eyes Only. And maybe maybe that's why this film kind of has that for you. It's like, I've <laughs> seen this, but better. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it before, but in a more interesting way. That's a good point. You know. I really had a problem with the fact that Carver was on the boat, on the stealth boat. I was like, he could have done all of this remotely. Like, why was he... This is why you have a good number two. Like, mm-hmm. um, so that was one of the things, and, and it really kind of, for me, it had a little bit of a feel of you only live twice. Was was Gupta the number two? Was Stamper even Stamper? Stamper was like this blonde, like super soldier. Yeah, a little Grant there. You I don't know? think Gupta, Gupta's Gupta's a pure um, mercenary. He's a pure mercenary. Has an agenda, but he's going to do it for a price. Okay. He's not a true believer, I don't think. Okay. Stamper is a true believer, but he's not a number two level. Okay. So I think he's missing He's missing an Emilio Largo figure that could have done it. Right. But How have we gone this far into the podcast? I don't know. And we've not mentioned Dr. Kaufman. Very embarrassing. It seems there's a red box in your car. They can't get to it. They want me to make you unlock the car. I feel like an idiot. I don't know what to say. I am to torture you if you don't do it. You have a doctorate in that too? (laughs) No, no, no. This is more like a hobby. But I'm very gifted. Ah, I love that scene. Who is the actor who's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. But I most remember him as the crazy ghost in the movie Ghost. Remember, he's in the subway yeah, right. and causing all the problems. That's and finally, right. Patrick Swayze has this heart to heart with him, and it's just like no one understands the other ghost. Yeah. And he teaches Patrick Swayze how to be a ghost. Yeah, I did, I thought his his accent was over the top. It was it was a good scene though. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was good. Kind of a loose end. Yeah. There's not much more I have to say about this movie. I gotta say, 
unfortunately. Oh, one, one last comment that I would bring up. Maybe okay. this is in your love-hate-kill stuff. We'll get there in a second. But um, Actually, two, now that I'm reading a little closer. I like the motorcycle chase scene for the most part, except it went on a little bit, little bit long mm-hmm. for me. How many times have we said that in this podcast? Have we said that several, several times? You like something, but it went a little too long? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, no, it's yeah. classic Bond. And I like the uh, Halo scene with the... The U.S. the U.S. Air Force involvement and the CIA involvement getting him ready to to go dive into uh, Saigon. Yeah, Jack or, Wade makes an appearance yeah. again. The tech sergeant who was briefing him about the Halo jump, I got a kick out of him. I think his name was like Tech Sergeant Siegel or something like that. Mm-hmm. I never confirmed what it was in the credits, but I just I really I, I did enjoy that scene. Right. That's right. it. That's about just a comment. No discussion. Just a comment. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the movie. All right. Was it real? No. <laughs> No. Yeah, pretty much. Not no. Just like the hacking of spat- satellites and just, I don't know. Is this one of the moments where we where we think this is a totally far-fetched movie? Is this a Thunderball rocket belt versus rebreather moment where... Where we were is, like in GoldenEye, we were no like, you know, the, an, an EMP satellite. Sure, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, we could do mean, that. Meanwhile, it's like, no, this shit happens. Yeah. This is... This is what goes on. Meanwhile, you know, insert large media company's name here. I right. have one that I'm I, I'm just going to not say that uh-huh. I could see doing shit like this yeah. in a heartbeat. And I could see having the capability of having an underwater mining-like machine, you know, to go burrow into another ship and steal warheads and stuff like that. It's not that far-fetched. Yeah, it's not like a big media corporation has ever said, hey... Just send the USS Maine down to Cuba. We'll make the war. You know, it's never, that's never happened in the history of media. No, that's old that's, school. Mm-hmm. That's old school right yeah. there. So if uh, you're going to make it happen, make it happen, right? I guess so. Don't follow the story. Make the story. True. Was it uh, Wag the Dog? Exactly. <laughs> did you love anything about it? I surprisingly um, have uh, a few loves. Yeah, Waylin. I did love, that was good. Uh, is that it? Much. I like when Paris smack Bond. This is getting kind of getting the weeds. A lot of these loves are very obscure, small stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the exchange with Q. That's probably the one I like the most that I haven't talked about. But other than that, I don't love much. Did you hate anything? Mm, just like the recycled parts that we already mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, the the ship out in the sea, the underwater dive. It's like, come on, we've we've been there. We've been there as Bond fans. We've seen yeah. that. You guys know that. You didn't need to... Come on, give Pierce some broader stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with, I agree with that. I, one of the things that didn't age well for me was the... And I know you liked... I know you liked Waylon, but the Jackie uh, Jackie Chan, the Jet Li, late 90s martial arts that was such the craze then, mm-hmm. didn't age well for me. It yeah, but she's like legit though, like... I know she's just, a legit star I just, in China. I just don't know if I I don't it didn't didn't it wasn't the the shining star of the movie for me. So yeah, just maybe I'm not into karate movies. Okay, I was never into any of those Jackie Chan movies or anything like that back at the time either. Back in the time, it seems. I mean, it was it's not it's, that long ago, but it's, it's not that long ago, but kind of is. Nineteen it's, years. It's ago. almost almost twenty years. Almost yeah, nineteen years. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like Harper typing on the keyboard either. That's a nitpick. Did you... I just didn't like the way you typed it. When the, it was clearly fake. This one? Yeah, it was clearly fake. I'm like, no one's typing like that. Yeah. Nitpick, though. Do you know uh, bonding uh, 
Bond Radio. James Bond Radio. Yeah, they they met that guy. Carl. Yeah, I saw that. I, I was I was, I was uh, looking on their site the uh, other day. Jonathan Price. Those bastards. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. They got some good stuff going on there. Yep. But finish listening to our podcast before you guys <laughs> download theirs. And uh, anything anything you would kill? Um, no. You just shut on this movie, this entire podcast, and you get to this section, and you're just. Like, I don't know if I really kill anything. I mean, kill the movie. That's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, that's alright. It is what it is. Yeah. At the moment, yeah. When I was taking my notes, nothing really stood out as it's just it's just the bottom of the middle third, top of the bottom third. Yeah. Uh, let's bring it out home like we always do. All right, here we go. All right. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Next, the Bond family motto. Download all our podcasts and whatever medium you can think of. If there's another medium we're not out there, let us know. Let us know. Because guess where we're at? We're on iTunes. Yep. We're on Podbean. Yep. We're on Stitcher. We're on our website. We're on the website. If you can't find us, you're not looking. That's right. If your friends say, how do I get this? I don't know how. They're not looking. No matter what kind of cell phone, no matter how you listen to podcasts, we're available. Mm -hmm. You got somebody, if they listen to podcasts via Messenger Pigeon, we'll accommodate them. (laughs) Just let us know. It's a bit much. We'll make it happen. <laughs> where, be, where, time. where can they find us on social media? You can find us on Twitter. We're heavily you know, yep. involved with Twitter. Yep. Active. Uh, at Bonding Over Bond. Absolutely. And uh, Facebook, how can they find us? Uh, just search for Bonding Over Bond podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. We're on there. Mm-hmm. And for those mailbags that you're about to listen to in the next podcast, where would they send us emails? Bondingoverbond at gmail.com. Yep. It's too late. For the inaugural one. Too late one. for this Too one. Long, but, but for future ones. Let's have the conversation for yeah. uh, a future one. Uh, we're going to do a Spectre one coming out really soon. Yeah. Ask have some thoughts? Spectre. Yeah. Hey, here, here's a good one. Where do you think Bond 25 is going? That'll probably get you on the air. That will. Uh, we're With an opinion. Yeah. It'll get you on the air. Yeah. You could be on a podcast and uh, tell your friends. Yeah. Hey, I was on a podcast. Yeah. What else? We're, we're, in the meantime, what website would you go to? www. Dot lionize l i o n i z e podcast.com backslash bonding over bond. You can find news, trivia, content, our Spectre review, the latest podcasts, our running rankings, rankings up to the date, uh, some information about us, and soon to launch will be the official website bondingoverbond.com. Very soon. Very soon indeed. Anything, any last words? No, I just want to know what I should remember, Art. Remember, sometimes no news is good news. <laughs> Thank you for bonding with us here at Bonding Over Bond. Until next time, shake it. Don't stir.
That's how we should do all our podcasts after uh, three or four hours of frying babies and just getting them in. I thought that went okay. I think so. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks.